you have your Bibles for a, for a few moments tonight, and I will be mindful of the time. I know school has started back up, and so I don't want to take advantage of your uh, your being here by being lengthy for no reason at all. But if it happens to go a little longer than I thought, then let the Lord do his work. All right. Ephesians chapter 3. I'm going to read from the message translation, so you may have hard time keeping up, but I think they're going to keep it on the screen before you so you can follow along. But I'm going to read most of the of this chapter, and uh, I'm going to read very quickly for the sake of time. But listen carefully as I read from Ephesians chapter 3, beginning with verse number 1. Paul said this, is why I, Paul, am in jail for Christ. Having taken up the cause of you outsiders, so-called, I take it that you're familiar with the part I was given in God's plan for including everybody. I got the inside story on this from God himself, as I just wrote you in brief. As you read over what I have written to you, you will be able to see for yourselves into the mystery of Christ. None of our ancestors understood this. Only in our time has it been made clear by God's Spirit through His holy apostles and prophets of this new order. The mystery is that people who have never heard of God and those who have heard of Him all their lives, what I've been calling outsiders and insiders, stand on the same ground before God. They get the same offer, the same help, the same promises in Christ Jesus. The message is accessible and welcoming to everyone across the board. This is my life work, helping people understand and respond to this message. It came as a queer, a sheer gift to me, A real surprise. God handling all the details when it came to presenting the message to the people who had no background in God's way. I was the least qualified of any of the available Christians. God saw to it that I was equipped. But you can be sure that it had nothing to do with my natural abilities. And so here I am preaching and writing about things that are way over my head, the inexhaustible riches and generosity of Christ. My task is to bring out in the open and make plain what God who created all things in the first place has been doing in secret and behind the scenes all along. Through followers of Jesus like yourself gathered in churches, This extraordinary plan of God is becoming known and talked about even among the angels. All this is proceeding along lines planned all along by God and then executed in Christ Jesus. When we trust in Him, we're free to say whatever needs to be said, bold to go wherever you need to go. So don't let my present troubles on your behalf get you down, but be proud. My response is to get down on my knees before the Father, this magnificent Father who parcels out all heaven and earth. I ask Him to strengthen you by His Spirit, not a brute strength, but a glorious inner strength, that Christ will live in you as you open the door and invite Him in. I ask Him that with both feet planted firmly on love, you'll be able to take in with all followers of Jesus the extravagant dimensions of Christ's love. Reach out and experience the breadth. Test its length. Plumb the depth. Rise to its heights. Live full lives, full in the fullness of God. God can do anything you know far more than you could ever imagine or guess or request in your wildest dreams. He does it not by pushing us around, but by working with us, His Spirit, deeply and gently 
within us. Tonight, I want to talk to you for a few moments about a prayer for you. Amen. A prayer for you. And everybody said, Amen. God bless you. You may be seated. I would tonight that God would allow me to be an artist of the likes of Michelangelo or Leonardo da Vinci or perhaps Raphael or Rembrandt or Van Gogh. For if it were possible, I would paint what I have seen today in our text. And I would paint it in such vivid colors that it would take your breath away. It would cause you to step back and wonder at the glory of God's gift. I would pray to you that this passage would encourage you, that it would challenge you, that it would stir your mind. Paul's life work was helping people understand the mysteries of God's working. It was his purpose to help them understand the mysteries, the revelation, the unknown, the things that had previously been hid uh, in God, but now are revealed in, in Christ Jesus. And not only would he want people to understand these mysteries of God's purpose and God's plan, but that we might be able to respond to those mysteries, that we might be able to respond to what God is doing and what he has provided and what he has opened to us on a daily basis, what he has made available to all mankind, Jew or Gentile, rich or poor, literate or illiterate. Paul spent his life trying to help people understand the mysteries and the provisions of God and to help them embrace those things in their life. And in our text, Paul prays a prayer that is one of the richest and most powerful prayers in all of Scripture other than Jesus On prayer in John chapter 17, I know of no prayer that is prayed in the New Testament that has the depth and the width and the height and the breadth of this prayer. And as a great artist who, with the deft stroke of his hand and the brush, he begins to paint a picture that captures the whole of our imagination and entices us to want to go deeper and know more and understand greater things than we already understand. Paul begins this chapter with an explanation as if it were needed, but he knew it was needed because some people misunderstood what was going on in his life and they misunderstood his imprisonment and all of the things that had happened to him. And they, they, they thought perhaps he was just overly zealous. And that's why he continually got himself into trouble with the law and with governments and so forth. But he said that that is not the case at all. The reason that I do what I do, the reason that I am where I am right now, the reason that I am going through what I am going through, if you want to know why I do what I do, here it is. And he lays out the reason why he does what he does. Hazards his life, goes uh, through all kind of torment and torture so that he can share a message and help people understand and embrace what God wants them to understand and embrace. And he introduces us to the reason why he does what he does and the inspiration of his life. It is what keeps him going even amid the suffering and the pain. And while he's in jail or in prison, it is that inspiration that helps him, why 
He pours his energy out as a dying man to give his very last breath for this cause. It's the reason that I have taken up what I have taken up and I am doing what I'm doing. And he encapsulate all of that in a prayer which was his desire for all of those who heard this writings to the Ephesian church. And it is truly an amazing prayer. And I pray that this would be our prayer as well. Because in this prayer, Paul introduces us to some terms that are worthy of our consideration and they are worthy of our embracing. When he thinks of all that is available, when he considers all that has been made available in Christ Jesus, when he thinks about the mystery of the ages that is now being fulfilled, it is now coming to pass, the unknown of the past, the things that mystified the deepest thinkers and the most spiritual of men is now in his lifetime being fulfilled. And he is enjoying that. He is participating in it. He is part of God's plan. And he is so overwhelmed that when he begins to try to describe what he has encountered and and helped them understand what they had encountered, it seemed too much for him. And it was impossible for him to fully uh, explain to them. And when he thought about all of it, the Bible says, in essence, that he was overwhelmed. And he said, I fall to my knees in prayer for what I am sharing with you. I am so moved by what God has made possible and made available to all of us. I would to God that I could awaken somebody tonight to just one glimmer of what Paul tried to reveal to that Ephesian church. Because if I could, I believe it would change the way you live for God in a very positive way. I believe it would help you live a more positive, it would help you live a more hungry, a more aggressive spiritual life. It would cause you to believe God for things that at this moment may seem impossible. But because of what he has done in Christ Jesus, I am not ashamed to open my mouth tonight and ask of him things that are impossible or to speak things that are not as though they were and to allow God to do what he wants to do. And that is prove himself strong in our behalf. And it was so overwhelming to Paul that it knocked him to his knees. What was within our reach was overwhelming. I would God could open our eyes to what is within our reach right now. Amen. I would, I, and I know many of you have lived for God all of your life or most all of your life. You've been around the church all of your life. But I would God would give us a fresh revelation of who he is. I would that God would give us a fresh understanding of what he's done for us, what he is doing and what he desires to do in us, but more importantly, what he wants to do through us, that we become channels, that we become the conduit for his glory to to flow through, that it's not just God in another world or God in a heaven somewhere distant from us, but God among us, God with us, God in us, moving and working things on a daily basis so that we would dare to pray for the sick and they recover so that we would dare speak to mountains and they be removed and cast into the ocean so that we would dare to come before his throne boldly in our time of need and ask help of him without hesitation, without shame, without fear. That as a child would come into the presence 
of his parent without hesitation that we would have that kind of boldness and that kind of courage to just step right in to the very throne room of heaven and say, God, I am your child. You have given me this opportunity. You have given me this privilege. And so now I'm taking my privilege and I am calling upon you to move in this behalf and work in this situation and take care of this problem. Amen. Praise God. And so Paul, and I'm going to try to sum it all up because it's a, it's 21 verses and there's no way I can go through all 21 of them. But I believe there were four things that Paul prayed for them that they might be able to experience. And, and that's, that's a word that I need to be careful that I not overly use because there were, there were three things that Paul desired that might happen. Number one, in essence, what he said in this chapter was that he prayed that they would have an encounter that would change their life. Not only would they have an encounter that would change their life, but they would embrace what was before them. That they would make it a part of their life. That it was not just something that they had heard about or something others had talked about, but it was part and parcel of their own life. And Paul prayed that not only would they embrace it, but that they would experience it to its fullest. And that last of all, they would be able to enjoy what God has done in Christ for us. Amen. So let's go back and start over. Four things. Encounter, embrace, experience, and enjoy. Go go with me very quickly. We're going to go through the scripture. But if you begin at the first of chapter uh, three and you begin reading down through what Paul's statements are, you come to the first thing that he prayed for. And that was that we would have an encounter with the mystery of God, the mystery of God, the hidden things, the secret things, the mysterion, which speaks of revelation, something made available to us that has not been clear in the past, That it is God's desire for you and I to know and understand that in this moment of time. And understand time is important to God. More important than time being important. Timing is critical with God. Because in the fullness of time he sent forth. His son, I'm saying to you and I tonight that God's desire for us is that we would encounter that mystery of the working of his will and that God's timing is just as important as the time that God does not bring some things into my life until the time is right. And if I try to force it before it's time, I only frustrate myself and I lose what God has prepared for me. But if I can learn how to get in in, in tune with him and I can learn how to walk with him in the way he wants me to walk with him, he will open every door that I need open. He will close the doors that I don't need open. He will provide where I need provision and he will make a way where there is no way. And he will open it up a step at a time, a day at a time. You see, some of us have, have, have lost how to live in the present moment because we're so anxious for what is before us. But this is what I've learned about God. If you don't learn how to live in the present moment, you're probably not going to get to enjoy what's out there that he's about to do. The timing of God is so critical. And so Paul uses a term that if you read his writings, you will find he uses over and over, which describes the workings of God, things that God does that are mysterious. 
mysterions. They are revelations. And in, in, in modern terminology, it simply means that these are the things which govern God in dealing with us. These are the principles. These are the, 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 the this is the criteria by which God operates in my life. And in essence, Paul said to them, he said, there's a new order that God has set in motion in the earth. There's a new plan that God has put forth. There's neither Jew nor Gentile. There's not a race or a creed or a pedigree or a privilege. But he said, we are fellow heirs and we have access to the same thing. No matter who you are, no matter where you come from, all of us have access to the very same stuff. Nobody in this place is more blessed than anybody unless they want to be more blessed. And the reason they're more blessed is because they put themselves in the place where God can bless them more. But the truth is, it's open to everybody in this building. God doesn't show favoritism. He doesn't show, he, 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 he doesn't show favoritism. He is the same to all. He, he, he makes us heirs together. He, he mentioned, Paul talks about it like this. He said, we're of the same body. Not only are we of the same body, but we are partakers of the same promises. Think about that. You can stand with anybody in this place on even ground. And the fact is what Paul was trying to get them to understand and to encounter was this mystery of access. This mystery that they have access to all things. The same offer to one came to them all the same help that God offered one person he offers to another person the same healing that God heals one person with he heals another person with the same deliverance that God uses to bring you out in one situation he uses in another so here's what Paul's trying to say when you look around in the church and you see somebody that God's doing something great for you ought to stand on your feet and realize that I stand on the same ground they stand on. And if God did that, he'll do this. If God did it for them, he'll do it for me. Amen. The message is accessible and welcoming to everybody. The same promises. Everybody say the same promises. The same promises are available to all of us. You say, well, I don't know about that, Brother Hughes. It seems like God's a whole lot better to some people in our church than others. You know why he might seem to be better? Is because they access it more often than you do. Yeah. The only reason they are more blessed than you are is because they access that blessing more than you. Because the fact is, Paul said, it's, it's available to all of us. There's neither Jew nor Gentile. There's no record being kept of the rich or the poor or whether you've got a pedigree or you've got a, 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 a privilege that you use. He said, it's all level ground. And when you come to my presence, the same promise are available to you that's available to anybody else. The same power is available to you that's available to anybody. There's nothing in this kingdom of mine that is exclusive. Now, we don't believe that, but it's true. The same promises. But all I need to learn how to do is embrace it and encounter it. And I, I, I need to, first of all, I need to encounter that deep mystery that God has made available to me everything I need to live victoriously. God has made available to you the same offers that he made to Paul, that he made to Peter, that he made to all the disciples, that he made to Jerusalem, that he made to Samaria and to the other. He made those promises to all of us. 
Amen. So if there's a, if there's a lack of power in my life, it isn't because he doesn't have it to give. It's because I've not made myself available to experience it. Everybody say the same. Amen. The same God that's blessing the person sitting beside you wants to bless you. The same God that's helping the one beside you go through difficult times is wanting to help you go through difficult times. Say it with me. The same. The same God. The same body. We are part of the same body. Amen. The same riches. Amen. Somebody say the same riches. Amen. The same riches that are available to you are available to me. Isn't that awesome? I don't encourage some of you that kind of feel sorry for yourself like you never get a break. What do you mean you don't ever get a break? God gave you a break at Calvary. You don't need any more breaks than that. Yeah. He, he, he broke the curse there. So what are you, what, what's the, the problem is not if God could still do something. The problem is whether I will let him do it. The same blessings. You know, we've heard our prayer statement. We've heard it talked about so many times. How many people have been blessed when we started confessing the word of God over our giving and started speaking what the word of God declares about our giving. And all of a sudden things start happening, miracles, financial blessings, job blessings, other kind of blessings start coming into our families and into our life. And, and, and we, we look at them and we think, you know what? They, they must be doing something that, 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 that they, they must have inside access. They must have a hotline, a direct connect to the White House. No, they just understood what God's word said, that all of these blessings are yours. That all of this body is yours. That all of these riches are yours. And they just learn how to access it. You know why my Cali Grace is not afraid to come and ask me for anything? Although she hopefully knows I can't do anything or everything, she's not quite at that place yet. And so she thinks if she asks me, I can do it. Kind of makes you feel good. But the fact is, you can ask God anything. Amen. There's nothing too hard for him. There is nothing impossible with him. The problem with us in our lives is not that God can't. It's that we've just not allowed him. So we need an encounter with this mystery, this mysterion, this revelation of how God works. And there is a way of how God works. And you better learn how to understand that with God. There are principles that God operates by. Amen? Well, he knows what, my, he knows what I need before I ask it. That's true. But his word said, ask and you shall be given. His word said, seek and you shall find. The word said, knock. You, you can sit back there and say, well, God knows where I'm at. Yes, he does. But he also knows what he equipped you with, a mouth and a will and a mind that can be used properly to access him. And what he's waiting on is for me just to open that door so that he can do, he has, there's a, there's a way that God operates and we better learn enough about this book that we learn how God operates so that we can access him through those means that he operates by. God doesn't operate like this. Ooh, I wish upon a star. I wish upon 
In Jesus' name. I better hurry up. That's how some of us pray. It's just like a, we're just throwing a coin out there. We hope it hits. He said, ask anything in my name and it shall be done. Speak to this mountain and say, be thou removed and cast into the sea. In the name of Jesus. Somebody answer. It may be the Lord calling right now. Trying to tell you that you better listen to that preacher tonight. (laughs) Amen. Hope I didn't embarrass you too bad. Somebody say same riches. Come on, say it like you. Same riches. Amen. Number two. Paul's prayer was that they would experience something. And what he wanted them to experience was the fullness, the vastness of God and his power. He says it like this, the unsearchable riches of Christ. Unsearchable. It is almost impossible to define that word in the Greek because it has such a depth of meaning. It it has such a richness. It means inexhaustible inexhaustible that no matter how many times you go back and put your hand in the pot and pull it out the next time you go and put it in there's going to be just as much there when you put it in the next time as there was the time before that that it doesn't matter how many times you come to church you cannot exhaust the power of God or the mercy of God or the goodness of God or the grace of God you can uh, you you can reach for it and as soon as you reach for it, God's already filled it all back up, what you took out. Inexhaustible. Unlimited resources. Now, I can't even, I, I, I have $5 left in my pocket right now. That's not a whole lot of money. That might buy me part of a Happy Meal after church. Part of one. Because it won't buy me a drink, but it might buy me a Happy Meal. So I'm going to have to be careful about where I go eat after church. Now, don't feel sorry for me. I I can get more money if I need to. But my point is, there's a lot of people spiritually that live just like that. As if that's all God has available. As if that's all that you can access you know, you better learn how to enjoy that. You better enjoy every one of those French fries and you better enjoy every bit of that cardboard hamburger they give you because that's all that it's going to get you. But when you step into the presence of God, there is an inexhaustible supply. There is an unlimited resource that's available. The wonder of God's bounty is what Paul was so impressed with and what he wanted them to experience. The generosity of God. The endless treasure that is available in him. That his glorious unlimited resources will flow into your life. That we could catch a glimpse of his mind-blowing power. Amen. Praise God. Number three, what Paul wanted them to do was not only experience the mystery or encounter the mystery, experience the almightiness, but he wanted them to embrace the eternal purpose. The eternal purpose simply defined God's activities from the beginning of time. God's plan, His purpose, that there is a plan working its way to completion. 
and that my life is not as a lost ship drifting on the ocean of time, but I am part of a plan and that I can participate in his plan, that this is not some chaotic, random, something that just evolved, some explosion of neutrons and molecules that put us where we are today. But I'm here today because of an orchestrated plan that even my own body is fearfully and wonderfully made, created and fashioned in such a way that God knows all the members of my body. And he counts every hair on my head. Man. And Paul's wanting them to embrace that. That God has a plan. And that you can participate in that plan. And you can embrace that revelation. There are times when God is going to show himself in ways that are going to blow your mind. Don't be surprised by that. There is a display of his manifold mercies, manifold mercies, manifold. That means many-sided. There's a display of his manifold wisdom. You know what's amazing to me is that we're right now, whether you realize it or not, some of you didn't think anybody was paying attention. Well, I have news for you. You think I'm the only one on camera tonight? You're wrong. Every one of you are on camera tonight. You know who's watching? All of the angels of heaven. All the heavenlies are observing what's going on in this place right now. Because he said, I'm going to use my church as a test case. I'm going to use my church to educate the heavenlies on my power and my purpose and my plan. And I'm going to use you as a display of my wisdom. And angels are looking at you right now thinking, how in the world? <laughs> They're looking at me right now thinking, how did he get there? <laughs> Amen. Because God's grace, because of God's mercy, because of God's plan, because of God's wisdom, that by the foolishness of preaching that men would be saved, not worship, although worship is powerful, not singing, though singing is powerful, not prayer, though prayer is powerful, but he chose through the foolishness of preaching, the declaration of his word, he said that's going to become the mechanism and the vehicle that I am going to use to save men. That is the man, that is the many-sidedness of God's wisdom beyond finding out. It is so illustrious in colors and beauty that you cannot even comprehended. It's like holding a diamond in the sun and as you turn it, every time you turn it, there's a different hue of color that resonates out of that object and all that is, is just a small microcosm of what his word is and when you pick this word up and you turn it, it shows you things every day you live that you didn't see the day before and it helps you understand things today that yesterday you couldn't understand but Because of where you are today, you can understand it now. Amen. I'm going to hurry up. The eternal purpose. It's got to occupy all of our minds, our soul. We got to claim it that God has a plan for my life. The last thing he wanted was for them to enjoy. Everybody say enjoy. Do you understand that God wants you to be blessed And that God wants you to enjoy his blessings. Do you understand tonight that God's favor is toward you? That his will is to bless you? That his plan is to help you? And that God is working right now to bring to pass what is needed in your life For those moments that are ahead, God is already orchestrating and setting in the right place everything, every resource that you're going to need when you get to the next step in your life. So what does God want us to enjoy? He wants us to enjoy his power, first of all. He said that you might be strengthened with all might in the inner man. God wants to empower you. 
God wants to empower you to make you more than a conqueror. To make you more confident. That you would live more boldly. That you would pray more daringly. That you would possess God's promises. That you would fellowship God's mystery. And understand that God works all things after the counsel of his own will. And that in God's time, he works it all out. Amen. Praise God. He wants me to enjoy stability. Somebody say stability. He wants me to be rooted and grounded in Him. Rooted and grounded. Roots so deep that nothing can shake you. Nothing can uproot you. Nothing can take you away. And He wants you not only to enjoy being stable and enjoying a stable life, but He wants you to enjoy His love. His love. That is so great that the only way they could describe it was in four dimensions. Height, depth, breadth, length. The love of God which passeth all knowledge or all understanding. That God wants me to enjoy his love. The extravagant dimensions of his love to be able to grasp and to know that in spite of my failings in spite of my shortcomings that he loves me with an unquenchable love amen to experience the fullness of that love no limit to which god will not go to help me do you understand that tonight that there is no limit to what god will do to help you There is no limit to how far God will go to help you. There is no depth that God will not reach to to help you. Amen. Praise God. When we can have that kind of experience with his love, we will begin to enjoy the fullness of all of his blessings. And he wanted them to enjoy The simple fact that their God could do anything. Amen. Say that with me. My God can do anything. My God can do anything. He wanted them to fully understand that there was nothing that was too hard for him. And so he wraps it all up. By saying this, now unto him that is able to do exceeding abundantly above all that you can ask or think. (laughs) You talk about extravagance. My Lord, he, he, he plumbed the dictionary then that we would be able to Understand that he is able. Somebody say he is able. You need to say that over your problems right now. He is able to do exceeding abundantly above all that you could ask or even think according to the power That worketh in us. You know what that power is? Just the release to let him be God. It's the faith that says, God, there's nothing too hard for you. And let God be God. Loose him and let him be God. Experiencing that power, it allows us to come boldly before his throne. To ask help in our time of need. It is what enkindles in us a desire to walk closely with him, to know more about him, to acquaint ourselves with all that is available to us because he is such a good God that he provides his children with everything they need that pertains to life and godliness. Isn't that an awesome God? 
And Paul prayed, oh, I hope you can embrace it. I hope you can understand one principle. I hope you can grasp one thing I'm saying to you when I'm writing this letter. Hey, don't be worried about my bonds. They, they My bonds have become, they've fallen out. What's happened to me has fallen out to the furtherance of the gospel. God's using even this prison cell as a pulpit to reach the Roman Empire. He's using these chains that are on me right now as a means of prophecy. Propagating the gospel to the world. Amen. God help us that we could understand that tonight. That no matter what we're going through, no matter what may be happening in our life, that God is able to make it work for our good. Amen. Stand with me, if you will. A prayer for you. That you might be able to encounter and experience and embrace and enjoy everything that God has provided for you in his body, through his body, by his body. Amen. Sometimes we don't take advantage of it, but it's, it's always available. Somebody say it's there right now on this Wednesday night when you're tired. Your mind's somewhere else. You've been paying bills, taking care, catching up on what you got to do the rest of the week. God's still made available to every one of us everything we need to get us through the next few hours, the next day or two, or the next month if necessary. Amen. And all we've got to do is just access it. Amen. It's there. You have the privilege. There's no Jew or Gentile. There's no higher or lower. There's no better or worse. It's all even ground. And it's all accessible to you. Isn't that awesome? Isn't that incredible? That the same power that was available. Yeah, the same power that was available when, 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 when Peter and, and John went to the temple to pray. The same power that was there when he said to the man begging by the gate, beautiful, silver and gold have I none, but such as I have give I thee in the name of Jesus Christ of Nazareth, rise up and walk. And he took him by the hand and he leapt to his feet and began to dance and run through the temple or the That kind of power is still accessible to all of us. Amen. In all God's trying to do, all Paul was trying to pray for was that we would become aware. And that's all I'm asking Greater Life Church to do tonight, just to become aware of all that's available to us right now. God's about to take us into a new season of life in our church I don't mean in that building. I mean right here. God's about to take us into a new season in this church. Amen. And, and I, I, I don't want to be, I don't want to be limited by my fears. I want to be loosed in my faith to walk into the deep places of God. And to embrace the miraculous power of God. And to see God do what only God can do. Amen. Anybody else hungry for that tonight? Let's pray for him to do that in our life right now. Would you lift your voice in the name of Jesus? Oh God, I hunger for you tonight. I pray today, God. You would help us open our eyes that we could see, Lord. That we could understand what's available to us. What is within our grasp right now. What is within our reach. That all things, all things, all things that pertain to life and godliness. You have given them to us, Lord. You have put them within our grasp. You have you have laid it before us, God. If we don't enjoy it, it's not because... That you are withholding it. It's because we have not appropriated it. We've not embraced it. We've not, we've not experienced it. We've not believed it. 
I'm just asking you, God, to help me. Help me, God, to, to, to release faith and to live by faith and not by sight. Hallelujah. I feel the Holy Ghost here right now. Amen. I said, I feel the Holy Ghost here right now. I believe God's trying to talk to some of us right now. Amen. Church, it's going to take every bit of us, every bit of what I've talked about tonight for us to experience what God is about to open up to this church. Amen. It's going to take every bit of it. Believing God for it, all of it. And I'm, I'm asking you to come on this journey with me. Amen. Will you pray that prayer? Amen. Experiencing the things that God has planned for all of us. Praise God. Take somebody by the hand. Father, I love you tonight. I am grateful for your goodness to me. I know that I don't deserve to be here tonight. I know, God, if it had not been for your goodness, if it had not been for your mercies, the enemy would have swallowed me up. But I'm here tonight because of your great grace. I'm here tonight because of your great love wherewith you've loved us. And I'm thankful for that, God. And I want I want to step into a new dimension of power. I want us to step into a new dimension of spiritual growth. I want us to step into a new dimension of the demonstration of your spirit and of power. I want us to step into a new dimension of the operation of your gifts in our midst, Lord. I want us to step in to a new dimension of your outpouring, God. I want us to see what you have prepared for this hour and embrace it and believe it and expect it and come, Lord, prepared for it. Hallelujah. Oh, God, enlarge our faith, I pray today. And enlarge the the the, the, the length of, of our reach, Lord. And I pray that somehow our eyes would be open and our hearts would be open to all that you have prepared and all that you have put together for us in this hour. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Amen. Somebody say in Jesus' name. Amen. In Jesus' name. Praise God. Clap your hands to the Lord and give Him praise. Thank you, Lord. Amen. Turn to somebody and say, you know what? Why don't you just let God be God in your life, in your home, in your family, on your job? Amen.